Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zare Jr., and with me is my co-host, Joey Fitzsimmons. How's it going, Joey? Pretty good. You sound a little stuffy. What's up with that? No, I'm not stuffy. I'm um, in a less echoey room. I'm in my new area that's going to become the J-Concept Studios. Um. So I got a lot of work to do still, but I got the desk down here. Um, I have a lot of painting to do. Beth stenciled the Ran Out of Talent logo. What she did was she took a projector and she projected it on the wall and stenciled it out and she's going to paint it up. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Well, dude, she's smart and I have ambition. So <laughs> Good combination. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's coming together. Um, you're going to hear like less rushing water noises and all that because i'm in a different part of the basement Mm -hmm. eventually i want to start doing video um i'm gonna get a gopro for my 5t Uh oh but we'll we'll talk about that in a minute but um it's also going to be used for the video of this podcast um yeah but first i'd like to thank our Longtime sponsor, the Blooming Prairie RC Park. They're located in Blooming Prairie, Minnesota, basically right off of 218. Um, they have a covered driver's stand. They have used MyLapse tra- uh, transponders. They have their cancer fundraiser race coming up, I want to say September 10th. I don't know if I'm correct that's or not. That's right. Yep. Um, they're going to have their July 4th race, July 3rd. That's always Joe three. And I went to that one last year. So did senior. It was a blast. Was it? Oh yeah, dude. Um, and Hey, if you're just listening to this, like there has to be people just listening to this, thinking about getting into RC, not sure about it. Hey, they have car rentals there. So if you're not sure about it, rent a car, run it for the day. See if it's for you or not. Yeah, give her a try. Check out Blooming Prairie RC Park on Facebook. Um, ju- um, Amanda and Nathan are really helpful guy people. God, you almost, can't, yeah, I mean it's it's sad because they sponsor us, but I can't say I've ever been. I mean, I've been to the track, but never raced. I've raced there before. Um, no, it's it's totally a great time, man. It, it really is. It's. A nice quick program. They're really good at running the program. Um, you have to pit. You know how like sometimes when you pit, you kind of pit away from people and whatever. No, you you have to pit as a community kind of deal. Because they have plenty of electricity there, but it's all daisy-chained off of each other. I was going to say, isn't it right, right, on, right outside of town or is it in town? It's just right kind of in the middle of town, like right where it hits that 30-mile-an-hour zone off of 218. So if you're going down there and that that Casey's is right there on the right side, do you take a left where that Casey's is right there and then kind of go back that way? No, no, no. So what it is is um, it's before the Casey's if you're coming that way, and it'd be on your left-hand side. It's like right before the Casey's. Okay. So yeah, man. Um, 
yeah, check them out. Blooming Prairie RC Park on Facebook. I'm planning on, I was going to bring Joe three uh, Memorial Weekend, but man, I just got, you run out of track of time and I just ran out of time, man. You ran out of time or you ran out of talent? Time this time. <laughs> yeah, and then I think, was it that weekend? No, I'm trying to think. Yeah, no, Beth got me that uh, 5T that weekend, too, for an early birthday present. That was so nice of her. It was. We'll talk about that after Moto Sheet, so. Women who buy their loved ones RC cars are probably the ones you should keep around. Oh, for sure. Well, we've been married for 16 years, so. But she... I, I, I say that. Yeah, my girlfriend is in the room right behind me. <laughs> <laughs> but she, she goes to me. She goes, so what would you rather have? She goes, would you rather have a party for your 40th or would you rather have this 5T? Because it costs, I'm like, I want the fifth scale. <laughs> <laughs> Just immediately, doesn't even think about it. Nope, 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 nope. I mean, she's like, because I'd spend about the same on a party or whatever. Um, we're actually going to, because Beth has the same birthday as I do. She's just a year younger than me. Mm-hmm. We were going to go on a trip, but I ate up so much vacation time this year already that I just can't. Right. So, anyways, um, Let's get into some moto sheets. Usually we kick it off with Blooming Prairie, but uh, unfortunately they got rained out last Sunday, yesterday. So hopefully they get some good weather coming up here. This is where we need that little soundboard. I know. I (laughs) I got so many things. Like I want to get this video ready first Um, because the soundboard I have now, it works. But a sound, the board with the drop buttons would be just sweet. It would be. It, eventually it'll come, but I got to get this ready for video first because I've literally had, I, I want to say hundreds of people over the past couple of years saying, well, when are you going to put it on YouTube? When I started doing it, Without Girton, my plan was just to be audio only because that's how I listen to podcasts at work with my headphones on. Right. And I assume that's what everybody else does, but you'd be shocked. It's about 50-50 between video and audio. You know, I can imagine you sitting there in front you sit in front of a machine, don't you? Yeah. I could just imagine you sitting there with your big old cat headphones. <laughs> you know, I got rid of them. They were pinching my head. And I, I, I have non-OSHA approved headphones. Be- so do I. <laughs> yeah, they're they're the JBL noise canceling because those big muffs were just crushing my head. I couldn't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. And then because they were OSHA approved, you couldn't get them loud enough either. So well, that's kind of that's kind of dumb. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the uh, first round of the MNRC. So that that was, we did a rain delay podcast from there, and that was the last podcast that we did. Correct. Dude, that was a fun time. It was a fun track. Uh, they it won- was. I was kind of surprised. I heard. I didn't hear nothing but bad things about their layout before that. Right. 
the dirt and all that, but I, I honestly think they stepped up their game with that dirt. It was actually it, – it formed a nice groove, although it was 60 degrees. We were on – I think we were on reds. Yeah. We were on – you know, a really hard tire and a a, a small pin uh, pattern. And that was strange, too, because, yeah, it was between 50 and 60 degrees. But I'm like, what do you run? Because the temperature says you run a green, but the hardness of the track said you run, ran a red or a yellow. So I compromised with the aqua and the aqua reflexes. Until I lost a hub in the main because you were pitting for me, you saw it. <laughs> Until that happened, the aquas were, if I didn't overdrive them, they stayed really nice. But what mm-hmm. I know, what I noticed about those aqua reflexes, when I started pushing, they got greasy. And I kind of had to back off for a couple of laps, let the tire cool down again. And then, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I actually went and looked through the nine minutes that I ran, and I'm like, oh, that's where it got greasy, and then that's where I settled down, and then that's where I started doing good laps again. That type of deal. Um, the only thing I have to say is that uh, left side double is just totally... I, I didn't see the corner after it the whole weekend. I was just guessing. There was... So if you can land that as close to the pipe as you could, yep. you were able to see your car, the wing of your car on the other side of the tube. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that was the only complaint of the, and it's not the, uh, it's not this uh, Justin's fault. Cause he, like Bobby Moore built the track, you know, he should have known he's a track builder, but not every tracks. The double was fun to hit. It really was. It's just the corner after. It's like, where the hell's my car? <laughs> Where's my water? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but other than that, it was a good time. And obviously, Sean Van Dalen ran one hell of a program to get everything through. We were a little bit delayed on Sunday. We weren't, that whole weekend, we weren't supposed to have any rain. But we got all the fucking rain. That was, you know, but it's not an MNRC event. But, you know, Corey, that gave Corey an opportunity to make some good videos and all that. Um, yeah, I was, I had that in my notes. I'm going to say it right up, off top while a lot of people are still listening. Check out Corey Hins' video. on. Um, it's on Paintworks Racing YouTube channel. So, I've seen it. It's pretty good. Yeah, I watched a whole hour long thing. I liked it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It it was good. We were in it. <laughs> mhm. Yeah, but a lot of the racers were in it. It had a lot of good. Dude, Corey does so much with what he's got. Imagine if he got like a little bit better drone and a couple more gimbals for his camera. Did you see that long ass stick that he had? Yeah. GoPro on? Yeah. Oh my God, dude, that thing was so funny. <laughs> they would just go up to people randomly and poke it right, right beside I, their face. I know. I, I just like the reactions. It was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, so... Anyway, I'm starting to try to figure out this video stuff because I want to do 
out of jealousy, um, there's um, been some guys that I know that are cool guys that have been making money off of TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I want to start doing Please that. Tell me Corey DeRozier is well, Corey DeRozier, doesn't he make his stuff off of his semi stuff? Uh, he makes it off of that, but he has a TikTok account too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He makes yeah, yeah. his TikTok videos are up for his semi truck. Yeah. And that thing is sweet, though. It is. Uh, you know, I. That's an. But like um, Tim Smith, he has a video that hit 3.3 million views, and he's made some serious cheddar off that. So. I would really like to know how they do that because I want him. Well, me too. And I watch a video that hit 3.3 million views. I'm like, that's it? Tim's got a ton more videos that are way cooler than that. I don't know how shit goes viral. Because that video, like, there's a couple videos on there I would totally understand, but it's just literally him warming up. He didn't even do a full hit. It's like, damn. Like, there's videos of him doing full hits and his cars doing sub-two-second runs and all that. And anyway. Anyway, sorry, I got off track. Um, let's go through uh, some results for the MNRC. Um, hey, you made the main an e-buggy. You took seventh overall. I did. Yeah. You know, Seth Van Dalen proved me wrong. He took the win in e-buggy with... Sam Sovacool second and Alan Smith third. Great job to those guys. Shotgun Smith rounding the podium. Yeah, man. Seth, I think he might have figured out his uh, e-buggy issue because he was doing a lot of the bigger races. I don't know if they were DNFs, but they were pretty close to DNFs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He'd be in the top 10 with his nitro buggy and truggy, and he'd be like 35th with the e-buggy. So, uh, Nitro Buggy, again, Seth Van Dalen taking the win. Kyle Holmberg second, Alan Smith third. <laughs> Seth, man, it, it's just watching these little actions he does with the car. And it's like he does a, like 20 little actions, like like mini scrubs and crap like that. That equals up like a half second faster a lap than everybody else. I'm sitting there watching, and there's so much talent in feeling in what he's doing. It's just crazy. It is. It's super. Like I've, I've sat there with, next to Sean like during that little while there, and I'm sitting there talking to him. I'm like, man, how like how does this even happen? Yeah. And he said it's just years of practice. It is years of practice, but you know what? It's years of practice, but he also has the talent to do it. Yeah. And that's a big thing there, too. You got to have, I mean, at one point in time, I was quick. And when I was quick, I was at the track three to four days a week. But I'll tell you what, with all that, I race twice a week and I practice once or twice a week. And with all of that, I could never hit that level. I couldn't either. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Now I'm down to once a week because RC's still a big part of my life, and I still love it. It's just not the same thing as it once was. 
for me. Mm-hmm. Now you got a wife. Now you got kids. Well, the wife before we had kids, the wife came to every single like race day with me. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, there was this older dude named Mister B. He was part owner of Twin City Hobby and Raceway. He didn't really have a family. He just had his RC friends. And I remember one Thanksgiving, we went to Thanksgiving at Beth's mom's house who lived a couple of miles from TCHR. So we're like, hey, you know, Thanksgiving. We spent Thanksgiving at the track practicing with Mr. B because Mr. B had nobody else to hang out with on Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it was that's how much we were at the track. We went holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do a couple more. Actually, I'll, I'm going to hit all the podiums because they're all pretty damn good. So for Nitro t- Truggy, Sean Van Dalen wins. Greg Baumel second. They battle like crazy at the Techno Series in the wintertime. And uh, Joey Fitzsimmons in third. Good. You're talking to him. Yeah. Good job <laughs> on the podium. It was a hassle. Why was it a hassle? I- I had made some changes before that race to try and, you know, get my car to work for how high attraction there was. Yep. It was me and Clayton and I. Clayton was giving me advice all day, like, you know, you should do this, you should do this, you should do this. Maybe throw something here, throw something there. And it was progressively getting better. Yep. But then I stiffened up the shocks on oil, and I went, um, you know, new clutch, uh, new clutch clutch bearings, new clutch. Um, I put a 30, I think it's a 30 grand, maybe 15, no, maybe 30. I don't know. One of the two. Yep. I probably 30. Yep. And it, those changes I made were not yet. I was also on blue triple D's, which probably was soft. not the best idea. Yeah. A little soft. But Van Dalen was out on a blue reflex. Yeah. The reflex is a little bit more forgiving, though. He said that it felt way better with the reflex than it would over the triple D. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm a reflex whore, to say the least. Whenever I get lost in tires, I just put the reflex on and reset. Mm -hmm. Um, Like like Mayfield Fez Fez says, just uh, when in doubt, reflex it out. Yeah. Uh, 40 plus nitro Corey Hins taking the win Joe Scaramell second and David Ohm third so Corey Hins has time to take film and win races and pit for his kid and pit for his kid yeah uh, four wheel drive sportsman also though Joe Scaramell switched to HB a lot of yes, people yeah, a lot of people, and so a good result with that new HB for them. Uh, four-wheel drive sportsman, Brent Tweed wins. Joe Three took second, and Charles Titus third. I saw the thing, the nitro thing, clicking Joe Three's head in the main. Really? The first half was rough. He's sitting there in last place, struggling, crashing every corner. Then all of a sudden, I just saw it click. I the click I was waiting for all weekend. Mm-hmm. He was. Just take some time. 
he was about seven seconds behind the leader. If he would have driven the first half, like the last half, he would have won by a lap. That's how much it clicked. It's like, oh, there it is. There it yeah. is. But, yeah, no, he's digging the nitro car. We're good. And he's uh, he's like, I kind of want it to go slower. I'm not letting him know that I could put a smaller Venturi in there and make it go a little slower. I'm like, it can't go slower, buddy. It's what it is, or you're go- you are you have to be able to clear out the motor. Mm-hmm. I, I got a 6.5 Venturi in there, which, you know, it's your average. I do have a 6.0 I could drop in there, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, E-Truggy. Uh, what was that? Just Letterbach. Yeah. E-Truggy, Jordan Corton with the win, Jake Sovacool second, and Frank Miller third. And the one I wanted to hit most of all. Oh, that's weird. Second, um, the mini-Truggy podium. Was an all Sova Cool podium. Sova Cool sandwich. Yeah, was Sam Sava Cool first, Ben Sava Cool second, and Jake Sava Cool third. It's very rare where you have the entire family on one podium. That's so damn cool, I think. Right. Uh, let's go to Rick's Hobby Farm. We'll hit a couple there. Um, E-Buggy mixed with the E-Truggy at Sam Savakul winning. John Shore second. Jordan Corton third. Um, what else should we hit? Nitro? Yes. Nitro. We got Kyle Holmberg taking the win. Jordan Corton second. And Keith Vanderhyde third. And then let's hit... Sportsman. Gotcha. Aaron Hodges taking the win. With Bennett scoring second and Jacob Jacob Everett third, awesome. He's Aaron Hodges. Yes, that's Keith Hodges' son. I did not know he had a son. Yep, he has a son. He's come out to um, Thunder Road a few times, and yeah, man, I think he's really starting to like it because, especially taking home that first win, it really helps build the confidence and the want to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. So we had two big races this weekend. We're going to hit the Pro Nitro classes at the Southern. I looked at this track, the Southern Indoor Nationals. Dude, track looked rad, I think. Do you know how many? Here, let me see how many entries they had. Do you know how many they had? I don't. They had 436 entries, 185 drivers. I I think that's about the right size myself. Yeah, about about four to 500, yeah, for a race like that. Because you're still making good money, but all the drivers still get their track time. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't, well, you still had a crazy amount of classes. Um. What I wanted to hit was uh, Pro Nitro Buggy. Dakota Fenn wins by a lot. I mean, it was almost a lap, it looked like. Mason Fuller took second. Jared Tebow took third. But uh, special mention to Seth Van Dalen. Coming from 15th 
to finish fourth. Putting in the work. Yeah. Let's hit some Nitro Truggy. Um, Ryan Mayfield wins that. Dakota Fence second. And Jackson Brunson third. So, I mean, we got a good mix of cars in the main. Uh, Van Dalen. Where did Fee end up? Huh? Where did Fee end up? I'm, look, I'm looking right now. Um, Van Dalen ended up six. Fee ended up 11th. You know what's crazy? Oh, they must not have gotten it. Uh, what I'm everybody in the main except for Fee has a manufacturer by their name. I mean, Fee's sponsored by HB. But yeah, I think didn't little bump. Nope, he ended up second in uh, E Truggy. He TQ'd it, but ended up second, which is still well. I'll say this. The only person that could give him a challenge gave him a challenge in Tyler mm -hmm. Hooks. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like um, the last race where he had, uh, it wasn't like Silver State where he had like four or five guys. It looks yeah. like Tyler Hooks was his own ch only challenge in that. Did you see how Tyler Hooks completely obliterated his e-buggy? Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the best pictures on the J Concepts page. Who was it that was holding his car? I don't know, but it was freaking just a look on his face like, uh, hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you done messed up there, Junior. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was awesome. It's so weird to see cars like that because that used to happen all the time, believe it or not. I don't, I, yeah, I don't doubt it. That was a general occurrence, but, you know, lately it's, I'm looking for results because it's all southern right now. Uh, the world's warm up finished a bit earlier than the southern, so I got to go through. All right. Now let's talk the world's warm up in Redavan. Uh oh. No, it's so for me, this is a bucket list place to go. It's in a beautiful part of Spain, it's in Valencia. Great place to vacation. The track has a beautiful mountainous, hilly backdrop to it. All that. Did you watch any of the video? I did not. Oh, the track was so fast. It was I so... Seen, I think I seen... Maybe now you say that, I think I've seen a couple of Rivkin's laps. Yeah. By the way, Rivkin, man, he didn't even make it out of the quarter... Mm -mm. That's it's rough. gonna be a, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a dandy to watch this one. Well, what I'm guessing is um, all of the guys were really shooting for the fences with tires to see what worked and what didn't. Mm -hmm. Is what I'm guessing. But they're also there testing today and tomorrow too. Um, I'll get something figured out. I'm sure. So Sean. Sean made a comment, and I kind of agree with him. He's like, dude, they're not even shooting roosts out of the back of their car. And I made a comment like, well, it's a European track, man. They might not have changed the layout in like 30 years because they don't change the layouts at all. They don't. I thought that one was a fresh layout. for. The was it? Up. That could I be. Think so. Well, if it is, that's cool. 
Um, cause I know a lot of the European tracks do not change the layout and they, they look at us like jackasses are like, why would you change the layout it, to freshen up your skills, man? That's why. So you don't get bored. Anywho. Yeah. Um, the track looked really, really fast though. Like I'm, I'm. It looked like I was watching it at 1.5 speed. It really, really did. Oh, dude. Yeah. Um, it was... Re- Ooh, dude, there was... Well, in the top 12... Uh, yeah, top 12. There was one Canadian, Ty Tessman. He ended up 8th. He TQ'd, but ended up 8th. I'm going to say this, and I don't know if our European listeners will care or not or whatever, but I believe you can get live time overseas. Hey, guys, stop with whatever bullshit lap counting system you're using and use live time like everybody else. What you're using sucks. Seriously, it's like guys back back during the RC scoring pro days. You had guys that like J Lap. It's like why? Why do you like? Because <laughs> it's hard. It's not better. It's just harder. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Angara won it from the number seven spot. Rana Falk took second from the two spot. Ricardo Berton took third from the eight. Boots. So a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of heavy movers. Dude, this. I know you probably don't pay attention to European racing as much. Like, I don't pay attention to it a lot. Um, honestly, I get all my European information off of the No Name RC podcast. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of heavy hitters, European hitters in this main. Uh, you have the Killich brothers. They've been coming up quick. Um, you had Robert Battier, Ty Tessman. You had Bruno Coelho in the seven. I don't know who Oscar Baldo is. You had Juan Carlo Canas in fifth. Elliot Boots in fourth. Ricardo. I mean, Barufalo was down in like 12th. Mm-hmm. I mean, just nuts. But it's, I really hope the American drivers can take home something good. I really hope they don't just put their hands up in the air and be like, I tried, we failed. Seriously, because, I mean, guess what? They failed at the racing, well, with the exception of Tessman, they failed at the racing part. They totally did. And I'm sorry. But it happens. I mean, I'm sorry. I, whoever's li- I doubt any of those guys are listening. But if you are listening, I'm I'm sorry. And you know, J Concepts did a great job at covering it for the little bit of time they had. And that's another thing. Why wasn't RC Racing TV there? That was a huge race. This race was so big. The world's warm up. It's going to affect the top 25 list. 
Really? Yes. Both the Southern Indoor and it's rare that you have two races in a weekend, but both the Southern Indoor and the World's Warm-Up are going to affect the top 25 list. To me, that's a pretty big deal. It is. But RC Racing TV couldn't be bothered to show up. But you know who's going to be bothered to show up at more races? Because guess what? We're done with Moto Sheets. Live RC. Do you see the new pimp rig that they got? They're rejuvenated. I think they're trying to get into full-scale motorsports. Dude. Really? Well, their scoring system's used for real motorsports. True, true. Yep, true. So why not, why not have them hire their camera guys, too? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, dude, it's, it's live RCs really bumped their game up. You're going to see there is a big drag race coming up in Milwaukee soon. It's Scotty's race. You're going to see the most insane coverage for a drag race that you've ever seen. <laughs> kind of excited to see that. Huh? Yeah, me too. Um, you know, Brandon Rohde last year, he he sent me a PM on Facebook. He's like, dude, I hear you've been talking some shit. What, what, do, what do you mean? And this is a thing where I'm like, they say they don't listen. They only hear what's said about them. But then they quote exactly and the cadence. Dude, you're listening and it's fine. It's okay. I get that I'm kind of the black sheep podcast, but it's okay. Say you listen. I won't tell anybody. You listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like, go back and look at the work you were doing in like 2010, 2012, 13. And then I'm like this single camera low def BS you've been doing lately. But then he explained to me, well... Internet, he goes, do you know how much internet costs? And all? And we went back and forth. I'm like, hey, Brandon, you did it before. And we still love the coverage you're doing. It's just falling off a little bit. And then all of a sudden, the coverage they have been doing lately has been kicking ass. They really have been kicking ass again. Live RC mm -hmm. is back on their game. And now they got the new pimp set up. It's going to be... I might be overestimating, but I'm going to guess it's going to be the quality of the coverage of, like, NASCAR. Or I'm not going to quite say – I'll say NASCAR and IRL. I'll say those two. It's going to be top-quality stuff. I'm excited to see it. So, anyway, that was uh, my first no because – I got really excited when I saw that. Get a little chubby. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> um, I mentioned the new Paintworks video. Check out the Paintworks YouTube channel if you really want to see good coverage of um, the MNRC race. Um, speaking of Paintworks, hey. You know where you can get ran out of talent merchandise and other merchandise from Minnesota Racing? I think I might know a place. 
You can get it from pwrmerch.com. And in the search tab, write ran out of talent. We got two t-shirts up there. We had a hoodie, but the hoodie quality that the spring tea was sending us was below our standards. So Corey and I decided to kill the hoodies. Mm-hmm. But you can also get your MNRC gear, 20 years of champions shirts. Um, you can get whatever, anything Minnesota RC. So anyway, yeah, man, it's good. It's a good place to get uh, your Minnesota swag. So what I find found very peculiar peculiar i can't talk strange very strange i can't can't (laughs) that's funny um instead of saying (laughs) she can't say either (laughs) um so x-ray at the e-buggy euros instead of saying hey we kicked ass and took second place they said they took the vice championship. Hey, X-Ray, if the winner, you know, is it like a vice president? If if the winner gets impeached, does the vice champion take over? No, that's not the way this works at all. Dude, this is them taking a real accomplishment and putting like a participation trophy feel around it. Second at an e-buggy zero. Yeah, it's not the win. But dude, it's an accomplishment. Quit trying to church it up. You took fucking second place. That's it. I don't know. That's what I have for that. Have you, uh, <laughs> do you have any thoughts on that one? Vice champion I don't know I think that's something Kyle Holmrig would say <laughs> oh man don't worry we've been we've been throwing shots at each other the oh, last few weeks so that's alright I'm sure <laughs> um, you know what I've noticed lately in the past two or three years what's that Kyle has gotten more fun oh yeah just you know, he's still super serious at the track. I don't. Know, it's like almost like coming out of his shell type thing. He's way more fun. Gary? Huh? Gary? No, Kyle Holmberg. I know, but he's like Gary from SpongeBob. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you and Clayton are Patrick and SpongeBob. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, that's good. <laughs> uh, I can't say that one yet because they haven't made an announcement. Uh, big bummer. I'm not going to say the dude's name because nobody else has said his name. Uh, at the Super Chip race in Oklahoma, a racer passed away in the pits. Oh no! Something just went wrong. And it happens. I mean, it's really high-tension, high-fueled situations. Um, 
you don't realize the stress you're putting your body through and I think something just gave out on the guy and I don't know, man. It sucks for everybody involved. Uh, yeah, we had situations, a situation like that back in 04 at uh, the Minnesota State On-Road Championships. Uh, one of our, one of the racers up there passed away on the driver's stand. Oh, no. Yeah. Heart attack, man. You ever feel your heart racing when you're on the stand, when you're doing really well, but it's a really tight race and you can't calm down? I've had that, yes. The older you get, the more dangerous that gets. I don't know. Um, I got a couple more things before we get into questions. So HB released their new two-wheel drive buggy. Retail or MSRP price was $1,250. Oh, good God. And I'm like, they throw these ridiculous prices out. Just, you know, you see that all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I don't know what the MS, let's say on a B6.4. I'm going to look up the street price on that right now. Because a B6.4 is not the 359 you pay for it on A-Main Hobbies. It's something else. Right. right. But it's not $1,250. No. And while I'm stalling, it's 585 MSRP. Okay. So that's how much a B6.4 costs. It's 585 MSRP. Um. But you know the street price is three ninety nine on A main. It's no longer three fifty nine. It's three ninety nine on A main, which is still a good deal considering what I'm about to say. The street price for the new HB two wheel drive buggy is going to be seven hundred dollars. Oh my! Does that come ready to run? Nope. Might as well for that price. Dude, I mean, they've been doing so good. HB, they're with like their third or fourth owner, and they've dodged bankruptcy and shutting down over the years. But they've been doing really good, and they have a really good A-scale team. And then they do this. What the hell? Doesn't make any sense. Should be right. You know what would be this is not going to happen, but the way I could see $700 is if everything, every option part like spring and piston and sway bar and aluminum steering rack and all that other little crap that you buy is in the box. I could see that. I would understand that. That would make sense. But yeah. I don't think that's the way it's going to be. No, not even remotely. What's fun is trying to see a lot of the, because I might not say something, but I see it. And I see the fanboys um, dancing around the price. Well, look what you get. Look what you, you know what I could get for $700? I could put together my wheel speed car and crush the living hell out of everybody. <laughs> that's what I could do with seven hundred dollars, and I looked at, and I I looked at the pictures. That's no wheel speed car. 
Not even close. So anyway, I thought that was kind of fun. A couple more things. Um, oh, I'm announcing the points race at uh, Thunder Road this Saturday. FTR also has a points race. They're a little bit different crowd, so. But, um, yeah. Yeah, we're the real man's crowd. <laughs> Carpets for walking, dirt for racing. It's not carpet, it's AstroTurf. Okay, sorry, AstroTurf is for football. Dude, it's fun. Uh, no, I don't know. I'm not, Brian Bowman, if you're listening, I'm not bashing by any means. It's just good fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, Humor. dude, I'm. I'm pumped to get behind the mic again. Um, bef- Are you? Are you really? I kind of am. Kind of am. Keep down, Joe. I don't think you are. No, because it, it's a one-day race, all that. So um, one more thing. Um, two more, actually. So I noticed Spencer got into it with Brock Champlin. Was that at the last... NCTS race? Yeah, man. What is it? I think they're both kind of head cases. Because what, in a lot of these rivalries, the constant is Spencer Rifkin. Um, but, so I'm sitting there listening to the No Name RC podcast, and it's like, cool, Spencer Rifkin, new bad boy of RC. What if shit really went down, you know? What if Brock started pushing him? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What, what's going to happen? Because honestly, after that blow-up, I don't see Brock being on J-Concepts uh, after this year. I could be wrong, but I don't see him being on J-Concepts after this year. Because there's a funny moment in the pits. Brock screamed to Jason, it's either him or me, literally. Somebody tapped Cavalieri on the shoulder and goes, hey, do you remember when you you used to do that? And the whole crowd just (laughs) burst out laughing. (laughs) Dude, I wish I was there for that one. It, It is, but... Jason is one of the most calculated and measured guys in RC. You're using big boy words here. you got to kind of dumb it down for me. So you're not going to get a reaction reaction out of Jason. But you might not be on the team next year. Or mm-hmm. you m- might get dropped next week. Or You know what I mean? He's not going to raise his voice. He's going to be the same calm, even-keeled guy he always is. And he'll be like, well, that's just business. Like, I've seen him can, not can, but, you know, him and Ryan Cavalieri are buddies, and then all of a sudden Cav's not on J-Con anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that was a thin time and that's what he had to do to keep Mayfield or whatever, but, and you know, when the time comes... I bet he would do the same. I don't know if he'd do the same to Mayfield. He might do the same to Mayfield, but he's really close to Mayfield. Yeah, they all kind of are. Yeah. But, you know, he's that super even-keeled dude. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. So at most you'll see him raise his eyebrows. To be like, what the fuck did you just say? Kind of. Well, actually, so when we were at the, when I went and watched NCTS at, uh, at um, Vegas. No, yeah, at 702. You know, I'm talking to Jason and all that, and Jason's like, what do you guys got planned for the rest of the, and Beth just goes really loud, drinking. And Jason, his eyes got wide, and he smiled like, holy shit, I wasn't expecting that response. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what's funny? His volume and his tone stayed exactly the same. <laughs> It's like, damn, dude, I wish I could be that fucking cool with situations. Right. All right. So before we get we into should have him on the podcast one of these days. I really want to, but uh I want to wait until I have a video set up first. Oh, right. And then when I get a video set up, I want to have a few guys on. I want to have Keenan on again. I want to have Jason on. I want to have Gotti on. Maybe Gotti and Jason at the same time and we kinda do a swap cast. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of cool, but yeah, I have ideas of what I would like to. Do. Maybe Gotti, Gotti might not have time, man. That PS Five takes up his whole time, you know. <laughs> Him and yeah, uh, yeah, Gotti's a busy dude with video games. So before we get into questions, I want to talk about um, the whole Funster thing that's been going on lately, because I made um uncalculated remark but I still kind of mean it in the same way and calling people who put racing equal or second to partying and drinking I I, I lab- labeled them as funsters yeah I, I didn't necessarily say that's a bad thing what I'm what I meant by the funsters thing is they have a little bit different goal than me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But man, that pissed some people off. Wouldn't you say? I don't think it pissed anybody off. Oh, just the shit if... they've been talking behind my back, Joey? I haven't heard anything of oh. that. Oh, I've heard. And if they think I haven't heard. Man, there's two or three guys I'm not even going to give them a breath until they come up to me man to man and apologize for the words they've said about me. Um, but where, where it really got out of hand, because I thought it was kind of fun because they were making T-shirts and all that stuff. And it was pretty immediate, too. Mm-hmm. I, I was kind of getting a kick out of it. But it's like they all got pissed off at me because Frank wanted to buy an ad on this podcast. And I'm going to say this right now. You you can't buy ads for this podcast. Say whatever the hell you want. You can advertise a track, an event, or a product that I deem acceptable that I'm willing to sell. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he just wanted me to read this long funster thing, and I talked to you, and I talked to Ryan about it. 
And I'm like, I don't really think this is, and it's like, we have a real sponsor this week. And it's like, yeah. So I told him, sorry, man, you know, and I've, I've told literally a dozen people the same thing. Sorry, man. It just doesn't fit. And that's he asked a ton of loaded questions and that Ryan, I tried to stay polite on, but Ryan went off, but he got pissed off at me and unfriended me and was intentionally like I was lapping him at uh Southern during one of the qualifiers. And he was intentionally like trying to take me out. It's like, whoa, what the hell happened there? So yeah, man, shit just got out of hand with that. And if the name Funsters offended you, no, I don't want to apologize for any of it because my sentiment was still true. It's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just whatever. So anyway, hey, we got some questions to get into, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. We got a couple from Keith Hodges. He goes, anyone else have issues with the Tekken RX-8 ESCs? Had two new ones fell at Rick's last week and mine and another guy's. Well, I know with the Gen 1s and part of the Gen 2s, because he's there, I've read some other comments saying he cased a triple hard. They used to cold solder those ESCs, and one good case would take them out. Right. Here's something I want you to try, and everybody with the Tekken, including Alan Smith, will tell you this: take the switch off and hardwire it. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Because wearing those tickens is the key. Yep, because you could have a bad switch. Are you in Elk River right now? I am. What the hell? You come into town and all of a sudden there's sirens. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I bring the trouble with me. I, I'd say. <laughs> How are those new apartments anyways? I've been curious about those. They're uh, They're really nice. Nice. Yeah, we're gonna have uh, to hang out here. They're all they're all uh, key fob entries. Everybody's super nice. It's kind of right. It's right in the middle of uh, Elk River. Yeah, right across the street from Menards. Yeah, I know where you're at. So if anybody wants to come ding dong door bitch me, go ahead. Yeah. Try and find out what room I'm in or unit I'm in. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. Only only slack people know. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a real nice area. When I was a kid, we used to set that. I'll use. I sound like an old man. We used to BMX jump where those apartments are. There used to be a BMX track here. Well, we set up jumps. Oh. Yeah. Um. There's that really creepy church with a bright red cross. It's uh, like a block away from you too. Stay the hell away from yep. that place. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't go around churches, anyways. Yeah, that one's especially creepy. Hey, Liv, I was told to stay away from the creepy church. <laughs> She's not paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> so I was told to stay away from the creepy church. She's still not paying so attention. So I'd say, I would say check out the switch first. But also, before you check out the switch, I would uh, email Teakin and see if they would do an exchange for it. Ah, God, I've seen the switches go on those before, and people... I've also seen the 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 uh, 
this the case doesn't seal properly. Yep. So you sometimes have to put a dab of uh, tire glue on it on okay. each corner or on each side. Okay. And then uh, KP wraps it with electrical tape. Oh and yeah, he's, yeah. He's never had an issue. Yeah, you know, I've I used Tekin back in the day, but now I use uh, Reedy, and dude, those things are strong. I get them so hot, and it. Yeah, I have the. Uh, 850R, 850Z? Yeah. R. R, yeah, that's yeah. what I have. I love it. Yeah, me too. Um, he also goes, besides tires, what changes are guys making for to e-buggy on the turf at Thunder Road? Um, lower the ride height. Yeah, lower the ride height, um, change your roll centers. You know, you get into diffs and all that, but I would definitely lower the ride height. And I think I've been going... I've said this before. I think I've been going too stiff with shock oil. I backed off on that. I'm going to back off a little more. Um, if you can, so the Mugen Silver Springs are a progressive springs. Think of the associated V2 carpet springs. Get, get a progressive spring. That really helps. But, yeah, just make... L- don't do what I, I threw the kitchen sink at it, and I'm going way backwards on it now. So, I'd say tires. You um gotta shave a little bit off the edges. You know, like on the cut stagger, you gotta take off that entire outside row, um, and get it smooth. Don't leave the little bumps. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. And, and then, then also too, um, when you're when you're double sided taping the bottom of that, put your first layer on, rip that layer of the the shielding off, and put another layer underneath it. Oh yeah, you're back to the ESC. Yeah, no, for sure. I do that with all the A scale stuff. It helps for it helps with padding, so it has something to cushion on on the land. Right, right. That's a good call too. Um. Jeremy Oldham is wondering, and I, I've had this discussion today. This is a great question. How much should a race director make for giving up their time to announce? Depending, it's going to be 3 to $5 an entry. Um... Like, let's say it's a normal club race day, 15 to $20 entry fees. That's mm-hmm. going to be a $3 an entry day. Let's say you have a big weekend trophy day where you get 200 plus entries. That's $5 an entry. Maybe you can go up to six if you get something crazy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I found out in the past... The best way to deal with things is to charge by entry because let's say instead of charging by entry, go up to somebody, say, I charge $500 for this race, but the race takes a shit. And then they're like, well, I don't want to pay you that because we ain't do any business and blah, blah, blah. If you charge per entry, that's already in there. And plus you can make more. Then the, you know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
it's a sliding scale and you're betting on yourself. So yeah, three to three to five dollars an entry. Um it is reasonable. It is very reasonable. I way, way back in the day, and I don't know if he still does this. This is back when Nate Smith was running Rick's. Um, I helped him out and I announced a race for him for Rick and he paid me in a subway gift card. And after that, I'm like, ah, I'm done. (laughs) It's like, well, that's the last time I'm going to announce a club race here. Mm hmm. Uh, Dave Gundry goes, what's a good post-race cleaning routine? Just hose and blow or detail strip and scrub coat of WD-40 after. What's going on, Joey? Hose and blow. Hose and blow. (laughs) I love it. Well, he ran an e-buggy, so if his hinge pins and his bearings are good, I would re-grease the CVAs. And, you know, clean, it depends. Like, dirty plastic bothers some people. I get it. Yeah. So, you know, you sit, what I do is, like, I'll take off the rear clip. I'll take the the CVAs, the bearings, the diff, and the drive shaft, and the diff case bearings out. And I'll spray it down and hose it off. And then um, I'll take the hinge pins out. And I'll quick zing them with some Scotch-Brite. Uh, I'll put the, the hinge pins in a drill and zing them with Scotch-Brite. And while the hinge pins are all out, I'll hit the plastic with SC1. Um, I really prefer SC1 over WD-40. It's a better coat, and it smells so much better. What do you do, Joey? Um... If we're talking like after a uh, round of qualifiers, I'll just go spray the car off, load off. Yep. Um, but if we're doing post race like I'm doing right now, I will completely strip them down. I will take arms off. I will take gearbox apart. I will take shock tower off. I'll take all screws out. I'll take all bearings out. I will take my diffs out, soak them in naphtha. I will take my bearings out and replace them if need be, because you can get about two race weekends out of them. Out of a truck, maybe one, yeah. depending. Yeah. Um, and then I'll go. I'll go to the sink and with warm water, I'll clean them with Dawn dish soap. Yep. And then come back dry and put them all put it all back together and grease. Take my CVAs apart. Yeah. Clean them, re-grease them, replace the pins and barrels if need be. I think he has uh, a techno, so he's on universals. It can all kind of be done the same. Yeah, but just, I'm just, I'm just, just saying. Check your, on your universals, just check the amount the pins and barrels have for yep. play. Yep. If they start getting worn out pretty bad, I would probably buy a new set. Yeah. The, a lot of people don't realize that if how badly your CVAs will bind with the dirt packing in there. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Let's. But I I use uh back onto the SC one topic. Yep. I use something called. Let's get out here. 
uh, nitro lubricants, high gloss coating. So it's just like SE1, except it smells like bubblegum. Oh, nice. Nice, nice. Sorry to go off a little off topic. No, there. that's fine. That's good. All good information. Um, but yeah, just but, a complete, like after MNRC, complete strip down. Yeah. Hey, like real after Sean's this weekend, MNRC next weekend, I'll leave them as they are, but rebuild this in between races. Yep. But after MNRC, I'll completely strip them down and clean them. Real quick, Joey, get yourself a big pack of cheap uh, microfiber cloths and stop with the naphtha. Because you can get your diffs really just as clean with the microfiber cloth, and it's so much faster to do a diff. Well, it's as well. What I do is I'll take all my diffs out first. Okay. I'll take them apart and then throw them in the naphtha. So and while I'm rebuilding my car, uh, I'm sock. Yep. When I'm done rebuilding my car, all I have left to do is rebuild the diffs. So it's just part of a routine you got. Yeah, kind of a new routine I've been getting into. Yeah. See, I do them one clip at a time. I'll do the rear, then I'll put the rear back on the car. I'll do the center, take the tank out, make sure, you know, and then I'll do the front clip. That's what I've found out works the best for my deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin, now, if we're talking to KP, KP can knock out a car in about six to eight hours. Yeah. I can knock that out. That dude has got some progression on his cleaning and maintenance routine. Yeah, I was going to say that's quite a long time because... I can knock out an entire car in four, four and a half. I would love to know what kind of Superman powers you have because now we're, I'm going on five to six hours on mine. Really? Yep. I'm also getting like in-depth in with all my stuff. But you see, I have the vehicles memorized. So I literally, it's no time to tear them apart. Mm-hmm. I rip them apart. I put all of my hardware in a bowl. Just so nothing gets lost. I rip everything off. I clean it and I set it aside. I go through, I feel each bearing, replace the ones that need to be replaced. I wipe all the shit off of them. Then I put them in the hubs. Then I zing my hinge pins. Put that, um, put the hinge pins back in the C blocks. Go through my CVAs, get those all done. Go through the shocks, get those all done. Then I get the diffs done. Then I throw that back together. Put uh, the rear clip back on. That's about an hour and a half. Yeah, the fronts, same deal. You know. Um, Kevin Vanner is wondering track size. How big is too big, and what do people think of the world's track? Well. It's going to be very, very, very high bite. Uh, maybe higher bite than what 90% of the world's used to. And it is very big and it's very fast. If somebody, it's hard because it's the world's. You know what I mean? You don't want to have a B-level track. A simple track for the worlds. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you want to be on your A game with the worlds track. I get his sentiment though. That track's eight lanes deep. I do think it's a little big. 
Well, that's how all the Europeans drive. I know. I know. Go back or go home. That's true. And I do like it's so fast, but it's like, you know, I do want to have a pro on eventually here and ask him and be like, you know, I get it. You probably have like a general idea of a 30 second track in your head after one practice run. But when you're looking at something the size of Spain and the speed, how many runs does it take to, because I hate to say it with the exception of a couple of Americans. I don't know if we're going to see too many Americans in the finals, but they're all going to come back a ton better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, so go on the No Name RC Podcast Facebook page when we're done with this and uh, check out some of the videos he's got. Because, you know, Jason Rona, well, there's some on the JCon page too, but they're way down there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But Jason took some really good video, and that track's so big. It's so big. And it's fast. Um, yeah, but like I say, I like it for the worlds, but I wouldn't like it for a everyday club race. No way. Yeah, that, that seems a little excessive. Yeah. Uh, Mike Glider is saying making the switch from techno to associated on his A scale program for a Z buggy. Yep. That's the right direction to go. Um, he said e-buggy sold out, but, oh, yeah, the e-buggy's been sold out, but he's got a nitro buggy on the way. Any tips and tricks for the car that would make, okay, get yourself, and I had to get him off eBay, get yourself the five-hole 1.3 pistons and drill them out. Like, there's setups. Everybody's running the same uh, five-hole piston setup. You get the 1.3s and you drill them in the setup. Get the softer springs. Because um, I know like um, Clayton was running one softer than an HB yellow. And then there's other things with the car that it goes against a little bit of logic. Like we're going so heavy in the rear diff from times prior. That type of thing. Um, but yeah, it's um, if you PM my personal page, I'll see if I can send you a setup. It's it's well, a real. It also depends on which one he's getting too. Is he getting the point two or is he getting the he's B4? Get, he's getting the B4 for the nitro buggy. Okay. And I'll tell you what, my car's not all the way broken in yet, but I got so excited about it because it was so responsive to changes and it was getting so my car wasn't all the way broken in but it felt way better than my point two by the end of the weekend right now once i get my shock package all the way right with those five hole tapered pit they're the five hole tapered pistons the 1.3s once i get my and i got the springs too so once i get the shock package all the way right i'm gonna be I'm going to be set up pretty good. I'll be a happy guy. Um, let's see. He's also saying set up ideas on dry loose 
conditions on hot days and water is nowhere to be found through every tire in the bag at it from super softs to softs he says i run run all jcons tried reflex triple d's detoxes a lot of same tread patterns others were using tires was still shit he went way thinner on oils lighter on springs i think he went the wrong way He's wondering, is techno really that shit? Uh, I think you went the wrong way. So if it's super hot, you want to go up 25 to 50 on your CST. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. If you're too, either that or bar up. Yeah, if you're too light, all, your car is just going to be compressed and squiggly the whole time. It's going to uh, it's going to squid out on you the whole time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got to pay attention to that. And you he could have been too soft on tires. If it's even so if it's 80 90 degrees and it's hot and loose, I'll put on a set of reds. Um I don't go for compound. I go for so what I would have done if I would have had them, I would have gone for a, a harder Cosmo. A Cosmo is a really, really good loose track when it's hot. It's really good for that. Um, also, what he didn't mention is it doesn't sound like he changed his uh, roll centers. You know, there's a lot you can change on your uh, C&D block. And also, you can raise your rear camber link up a hole if you're not all the way up that will also help you with uh, grip going into the corner you can mess with your hub spacing so depending on where you're loose so you can uh, yeah mess around with the hub spacing all that there's a ton you can do but my first suggestion is uh, try to get a set of cosmos they, they'll really hook your car up. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, just by that list you gave, the list goes on. Roll center, toe, anti-squat, tires, shocks, springs, sway bars, um, maybe even a wing change. Yep. Maybe a body change, you know. Right, right. Where your location of your um, camber link on your hubs is. Yes. On your rear hubs. Yes, correct. Um, he's going also, should I add, he's wondering if he should lighten the diff as well. Well, it depends on where he's, and again, he's got, so let's say he's loose on really slow speeds. You know what? Maybe, maybe if you go a couple thou lighter in the center to kind of dead in the rear of the car. So a lot of the power is eaten up in the center. Mm-hmm. But man, that could create heat issues later on. It definitely could. Yeah. Ah, and I've been there before too, where it's like, hey, maybe I'll do this. It just never. It doesn't have the same impact. <coughs> Sorry, I'm all coffee and shit. It's uh, fine. I've been making noise this whole podcast. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but I, w- I would uh, I would go with the list, you know, mess with your roll centers and all that. A lot, a little bit of a pill change on just the D block can make all the difference in the world. Um, Donald Tolbert, it goes, okay, elephant in the room. So, Joe Jr., you have to say something about certain someone getting a fist scale recently. I did say something. And I'll say this about it. I hate short course trucks. I really do. But I love this 5T. My mini truggy is several seconds a lap faster than this 5T. But I love the 5T way more. I don't know what it is. But ah, maybe because it's big and it makes noise and it's just a big toy. Um, maybe because it's a fun way for me. Maybe it's a, a fun spec slash for me. Cause you know, at thunder, we, the only thing you can, I mean, you can change the fluids and stuff, but the only thing on the actual truck you can change is a servo, <coughs> which you have to do. You absolutely have to change that steering servo. Mm-hmm. It's funny. So, uh, Jeremy Dre's a guy down in Iowa. He runs them. He goes, so what you do is he goes, you replace your steering servo and you take the servo that was in the steering and you put it in the throttle. Well, I replaced the steering servo. I just left the throttle servo the same. It's like, yeah, it'll be fine for now. Within a minute of starting the truck, the throttle servo bricks. It's like, well. I'm putting the old steering servo in there anyway because every gear in that throttle servo just went wee. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I I ran it. I put about an hour of runtime on it. Uh, one of Thunder's racers, Sarah, was there with me with her 5T. We're the only ones there with orange the orange body layout. Everybody else has a blue body layout. Um, we were running together and dude, it was fucking fun. Uh, yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. It was, uh, like I said before, I can't wait to get a GoPro going, not just for video for this podcast, but I want to set up like a permanent mount in that truck because let's be honest, the truck weighs 40 pounds. Wherever I decide to put a GoPro camera on that, it's not going to hurt anything aerodynamically. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got to make sure that it doesn't impede the cooling of the motor. So I'm sitting there thinking like, all right, you know, I got the truck. Now I want to put my colors on that. Nope, not happening. The Lozy body, a clear one. I'm going to give you one shot in the dark. How much does a Lozy 5T body cost? $450. I was way off. Yeah. No, you were close. I thought you would have been low on the other end. I found a, our, Sarah and I found a company that um, what they did was they stole the programs from, from Lozy. And they made their own body. It's the same body for a hundred and some change. So if it's the same thick Lexan, I might go that route. 
Um, Mike Garrison's also looking at making a wrap for me from Boom Graphics. Dude, I'm so excited about that thing. Normally, I don't race on days I announce, but next Saturday at Thunder, I'm going to race that fist scale. As you should. Yeah. John Shore is wondering, thoughts on a better way to manage electric and nitro combined events so that racers running 8 to 10 minute electric, electric mains aren't then expected to spend 20, 30 to 45 minutes plus warm-ups marshalling a nitro main. He goes, I'm sure it's been covered before, but given that classes like e-buggy significantly outnumber their nitro counterparts on a local level, maybe a revisit is warranted. And then he just does a couple of, and he's right. He is right to a extent. So, the reason we have the way, well, we, in the Nitro series, maybe we could switch e-buggy and truggy around, maybe. But the reason we have it in the MNRC is because we had to find a safe spot to put sportsmen to have that marshal. Because we used to have a marshal e-buggy and not the fault of the sportsman marshals. It was a damn nightmare because e-buggies are scary. Right. And also for the MNRC, we have to set it up to where racers aren't back to back to back. Because a lot of racers will do e-buggy or nitro truggy. Or they'll do e-buggy and nitro buggy. Or they'll do all three. And... That, unfortunately, is the best way that we have found. So, yeah. I don't know, man. Um, it is a hard... I get the sentiment of it, and he is right, but... Well, it was back when Dan Williams was the head of the MNRC, and we sat there... For hours, just him and I. Well, what if we do this, this, and this? Well, it doesn't work because of that. Well, this, that, and this. Well, it doesn't work because of that. But, but, that was before we had E-Truggy and 40-plus Nitro. So maybe we could throw that mix, throw them in the mix and maybe reorder things. I will have to sit there... And I, I'll have to go into an old event, and what I'll have to do is I'll have to sit and shuffle things around until I'm satisfied. Mm -hmm. Because that's what we had to do to come up with our current class list. Because it sucks. You're, he's right. It sucks that they have to marshal a 30-minute event. But I don't want to be a dick, but somebody's got to do it. And it ends up being e-buggy ends up marshaling nitro truggy. And mini truggy ends up marshalling nitro buggy. So it sucks. But yeah, we got to do something. I agree, we have to do something. But dude, at what point do you say, well, what do we do when the way we had it was working for back to back and the sportsman had a safe place to marshal to where it just doesn't work anymore? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, 
It's just a part. It's a part of racing. Well, it's something that does need to be revisited because when we came up with that list, we didn't have. We didn't have those two classes. So, I will have to check it out. So anyway, yeah, man. Um, you know what? I did want to do one more. Uh, moto sheet that I totally forgot and we're at an hour and 25 minutes so I figure we'll end the episode with it um, MMR had their um, June Jam Minnesota Off-Road State Champs it didn't get a huge turnout <laughs> I'm kind of bummed I really wish Andrew could find a place to put this in the winter time because I'll say this in June Dude, my, I don't even know where my carpet cars are right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't even have any carpet cars specifically. Yeah, you couldn't, not to be a jerk, but in June, especially last weekend, you couldn't pay me to be inside. No, it was freaking gorgeous last weekend. <laughs> little, A little slight plug to that. Uh, Sean, myself, KP, Chris Martin... And a couple other people that came out and helped. We actually, on Friday, Friday afternoon, we put a couple of layout changes in. Yep. And it was just absolutely gorgeous. That's awesome. Friday and a Friday night as well as Saturday. They were just, it was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. But anyway, we're going to hit four-wheel drive, what they call murder buggy. I'm guessing it's just 13.5. Uh Evan Banta, your Las Vegas NCTS champion, won that one. Dwayne Fisher took second, and Chris Maluli took third. And then going to Stock Buggy, Torot takes the win in that one. Chad Neiman comes in second, and Evan Banta third. So great work, guys. I mean, it, just because they didn't have a shit ton of entries, man, that's still a pretty, pretty stacked carpet field. Mm. So anyway, yeah, man, I'm, I don't, I'm just looking forward to the rest of June for racing because this weekend, FTR's got their series race, and Thunder has a point series race. FTR's got some layout changes too, so we're uh, yeah. pretty jacked up about that, as I mentioned a little while ago. Dude, there I saw KP's video. That was pretty nice. Uh, Thunder also has a new layout. The week after Father's Day weekend is going to be round two of the MNRC at Loose Nuts in North Branch, Minnesota. That's it's a weekend off. Yeah, weekend Father's Day weekend. There's a carnival in North Branch, too. Yes, there is a carnival. That same weekend. I always try to make Joey close his eyes when we're going, <laughs> what's going on? No, we're not spending money. <laughs> no, I got to take him one of these days. Um, hopefully Saturday I can bring him. So get this. So even though I'm not taking Beth with me, she got me tickets to go see one of my favorite comics that Friday night, Ari Shafir. So I'm going to have to leave practice early Friday. So it's 
it's going to be a fun one. I'm taking my nephew with. Beth was going to go with me. I'm like, eh, that's not your type of thing, you know. <laughs> you know, have you had to do that with Olivia yet when she's like, oh, I want to come with you. Yeah, it's not your thing. She tries to get me to go to concerts all the time. I tell her, no, it's not my thing. Yo, oh, for sure. Dude. So back in the day, I played in a couple shitty bands, but I used to love going to concerts. But then I remember going to a concert and then listening to the set on the way home, but recorded. I'm like, oh my God, in my car, this is so much better. And I just paid a hundred dollars to go see these guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless it's like, a special acoustic show that like Chris Cornell before he died did this special acoustic show, which was absolutely amazing. They do have a recording of it, but if it's something special like that, I'll go see it. But comedy is one of those things to where it's always better live. You know, if you watch a special, if you watch Bert's special on Netflix, Bert Kreischer's, Mm-hmm. That's about sixty percent as good as it was live. That's every other comic. Mm-hmm. So I'm super pumped to go see Ari Shafir. We're gonna go see Tom Segura sometime, dude. Comedy is the shit I love to see live. Yeah, I like. We went. My mom before she passed, we went and saw Jeff Dunham. When oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was such a blast. It is. Do you know that Jeff Dunham was one of the early adopters of the 3D printers, and he makes all of his shit for his puppets himself? Really? Yeah. He got a 3D printer when 3D printers were insane in prices. Like, he spent, like, 10 or 15 grand on a 3D printer that's, like, $500 now. Wow. Yeah. It was... I remember him talking about the 3D printer back on the Opie and Anthony show back in like 2008. So, anyway, yeah. So, yeah, I hope to see all you guys at at least one of those events. And, yeah, man, do you got anything else, Joey? I don't. You kind of got it covered. Yeah, man. It's been summers or so great for racing and it's so great for racing in minnesota it just makes me i love minnesota summer racing mm-hmm. so yeah man um, one more uh one more thing are we thinking about doing another uh podcast um track side if we do it it would have to be saturday night so we'll keep that. that's fine yeah i could maybe too depending maybe we'll see because remember, I got Joe three with me, and I got to bring him. Because we're not, we're going back and forth. So. Oh, you are one brave soul. I know, dude. I'm. I. What are are you using a vacuum? No, she's hair. She's using her hair dryer. In the oh, bathroom. no, that's fine. But anyway, so yeah, going down County Road. You know, I go from go through county roads the majority of the way to get home and yeah it's deer country so anyway yeah we'll uh talk about the next podcast here in the future um 
I don't know. I think I don't. Know. I've uh, people have been asking us to do one from Thunder Road also too. I got you. We can probably figure something out for that as well. Yeah, and we could do them from FTR. We can do them from anywhere. But you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm liking this new desk I'm sitting at. I almost don't want it to end, but it's got to end because I still need to eat dinner. <laughs> so yeah, she actually just uh, just brought me a cup of milk and some tater tot hot fish we made last night. So I think I'm gonna go and devour that. Awesome! Yeah, have a good meal. All right, I'm Joe Zare Jr., and with me tonight was my co-host Joey Fitzsimmons, and we've ran out of talent. <laughs>